One of the things I want you to do, let's turn real quickly to Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19 and 20. I'm going to ask them to put this up in the New Living Translation. Today we're talking about baptism. And uh, I, I very rarely, rarely repeat messages. Uh, but on baptism, this is actually a message that I really believe the Lord has given me uh, the uh, permission to repeat this message because, uh, one, it's such a great message, and two, I love baptism. Uh, like, it's one of my favorite days ever. And for the last several years, as soon as we've had Kickstart, we've had a baptism service the Sunday following Kickstart. And so you can see, if you hear that little hum, that's the water heat, heater keeping that water at a cool 96 degrees. Or should I say a warm 96 degrees. And uh, when I was baptized, so my mom's here today, glad to have you again. When I was baptized, uh, she said there was ice on the steps because the heater broke. So I'm really saved. I don't know about y'all, but I really got born again. And uh, I was for real saved, you know, because I got dunked in ice. And uh, anyway... Yeah, I walked past my wife. She goes, that's why you're so cool. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. They don't need to be told anyway. Just, uh, uh, anyway, so, <laughs> so this... Uh, you know, today it's, I love it, and that water's running up there. And, you know, before we moved into this building, we started the church 12 years ago, actually, in our living room. And before we moved into this building, we never had a baptistry. And so I'm like, oh, we have a baptistry. You know, we've had it for about four years, and it's just awesome uh, to have that. Uh, literally, and, and not making light of it, I love it. I love it, but literally, we baptized people in a cow trough, right? And, um, and it was awesome. It was actually really cool. We bought, we bought went to Tractor Supply, got it, bought a, a water heater uh, for a spa, and uh, we'd heat up the water, get it all completely heated up, and people would get baptized. And um, it was awesome. But I'm really happy to have a, bab a baptismal pool. And I think everybody getting baptized today will be as well. Amen. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it just seems more fitting, I guess, at times. But I love it when people, you know, one of the things that's really cool is when you see, like, missionaries out in the field, and they'll baptize somebody in a bathtub. And um, it's like they're doing anything they can. They're doing anything they can to follow the command of the Lord because he told us to be baptized, and they're saying, we're going to make this happen, you know. And uh, when you look at baptism, uh, one of the things, let's look at this first. This is Matthew chapter 28, and, and right before we read it, I want to say this. If the Lord draws on your heart today and you feel a desire to give that fresh commitment to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you want to be baptized and you didn't come prepared to be baptized, we are prepared for you. We have plenty of clothes that will fit dark, dark clothes so you don't have to be worried about you know, clothes going you know, see-through or anything like that. But we have clothes for you and, if, and we don't want you to wait uh, because if the Lord is drawing you, it's important to move when God calls. And so if the Lord sometime during this service puts that on your heart, all you have to do, hey, George, will you raise your hand right back here? You go back there and you just mention it to him 
And at the end of the service, we'll give you time uh, to get changed and get ready. And we would love uh, to help you and be a part of that day when God is moving special on your heart. Amen. And so I want to tell you that. So let's look at this. This is in the New Living in Matthew 28, 19. And this is Jesus talking, red letters. It says, therefore, so that he's given us a command. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Now, let me just stop right there because uh, a lot of people have the idea that a disciple just knows some stuff. But you understand the root word of a disciple is more than just knowing something. A disciple, see, you can know all kinds of stuff but not be a disciple. A disciple is someone who is disciplined to follow who Jesus is, to walk in his steps. Not somebody who amens, not somebody who just hallelujahs, you know, not somebody who jumps around during worship and looks like they're really holy. No, no, it's somebody whose life follows the example of Christ. It's a disciplined life after him. In other words, it's telling your, your corrupted flesh no, right, and telling Jesus and the Holy Ghost and the Father yes. It's a life that actually makes those decisions and disciplines itself after, after him, follows him. And so when we say go and make disciples, we're not just talking about learning things. Although that's a part of discipleship, it's not all of discipleship. Now, w discipleship is when you get into a service like this and, and you let the word of God, the seed of the word, be planted in your heart and then let that seed of the word be fertilized and bring forth fruit in your life. You know, that means maybe you're sitting at the stoplight and used to, you know, when you'd have somebody in front of you. And, 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 and you know, I already got some people smiling at me because they know where I'm going. And, uh, and, and you know, used to, used, the old you, you know, the old you, you know, like yesterday. You would used to lay your hand on the horn, you know, tell them they're number one and all that kind of stuff. You don't do that anymore. Yeah, you're like, no, and, and especially don't do it if you put a boomerang sticker on your car, please. Like, don't grab one of those stickers if you're, you know, unredeemed in your thinking towards driving, okay? Don't, don't do that yet. I, uh, I, I was, yesterday I was heading somewhere or the, or the day before, and uh, I just, I, I was thinking about something, and, and I actually I moved over way close to the edge of the line, and I didn't know somebody was in my blind spot. And they came by me looking like this, and I was like, I am so sorry. And I thought, I am a pastor with that boomerang sticker back there. And I was like, I, I hope they didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, because right now they're irritated at me. But, you know, I was like, Lord, I apologize. I'm sorry. I should have been paying more attention. And, uh, but if you're unredeemed, just don't grab a sticker. Get more redeemed. Get a sticker and six. <laughs> months or so it's you know it's all right but uh anyway discipleship is not just agreeing yeah I shouldn't be doing that all the time you know and sometimes I bring up that example and I can look out and see face and they're like I don't agree with you at all pastor I'm a, they need to be corrected you know and uh, I understand I, I was there one time too <laughs> and uh, but a lot of times we're not even discipled enough that five extra seconds at the stoplight we, we can't stop ourselves from reacting. 
So, but man, we'll, we'll praise God and amen on Sunday morning. Glory to God, you know. Hallelujah, you know. And, and then all of a sudden, we'll go, we're going out to eat dinner right after church in our Sunday best. And it's like, ah, would you go on? I got to get to my church fellowship. <laughs> I know that's never happened to y'all. That's, that's not been y'all's testimony. You know, I understand. But would you agree we need some discipleship? And he told us to make disciples. Was that like a surprise word of of knowledge, Paul? You need to repent. There's an altar right there. (laughs) I can see it. She's laughing at him. He's like, you know, sorry about that. Didn't mean to call you out. Do you have a sticker? Moving on. So therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey, Paul, obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. But look at the command of Jesus. Go and make disciples... And as you make disciples, baptize them. So see, one of the things that we should see is not only that we, when we get baptized, that we are, you know, given Jesus to be our Lord, but Lord is a discipleship. It's an obedience to the things of God. And and truth be told, I think everybody in here at some point has probably been hurt by church people at some point. And we can't allow that to stand in the way of our own discipleship, you know. Um, You know, I watched as a young kid, I watched some hurtful things in my life that I saw church people do. And um, literally watched one time, uh, you know, my... My dad, and, my dad was a pastor. My mom's here this morning. And, and they, they got divorced uh, back in 1987. I was 14 years old. And uh, I literally watched, and I don't know if you even knew this or not, but maybe you've heard me say it before. But literally, there was a family in the church, and I understand they were in a hard position. It was, it was, it was not fun. You know, it was just not the greatest time of our life, and you would agree. And um, by any stretch... And, um, you know, and all of a sudden I watched one family in the church that loved me the week before. We walked into a store and I saw a family. I I saw one of the members of the church and they saw us, laid eyes on us, and then did this and turned their back. And, um, And I remember being 14. I was like, what is that? You know, because up till that point, everybody had just been so loving. And I get it. You know, I don't, I don't even remember who it was now. I just remember the moment. But it was, I get it. They were in a tough position. They were, and, you know, how do, how do they react, you know? Um, how, do, how do they react in those situations? But I can remember some years after that because after that period of time, I, I allowed that to come in the way of disciplining myself after Christ. And I allowed that hurt to block me from receiving what Jesus wanted. Can you imagine, you know, imagine uh, that, let's say Luke, uh, my son sitting over here with his friend Scarlett, 
And uh, let's say that he had some friends come over to the house one day. And, and let's say that he had some friends come over and one of his friends treated him bad, right? Treated him wrong, missed it, whether, whether they meant to or not, whether the friend was evil or just missed it, right? It doesn't really matter how it got there. The friend treated him bad. Can you imagine what it would be like for Luke then to turn to me, his father, who loves him so much, and just say, I don't want anything to do with you because it happened in your house. And, and that's what I was doing as a kid, you know. And it's like, that's not right. Like, I, I get mad at God because somebody messed up. Or now, forget about, let's say he's not even mad at the person, but it, it somehow gets in the way of a reception from a loving father, somehow. And so years later, um, you know, about 10 years later, uh, Nicole and I were dating and um, during that period of time, we started going to church, and, and we started going to church, um, you know, about every four months, because that's all I could take. And the, the, you know, the hypocrisy had gotten to me. And listen, the hypocrisy I got, I saw, allowed my heart to be tainted by it. Yeah. And that was wrong on my, on my part, even though I know I was young, and I know I was a teenager when it happened, but it didn't matter. And, um, but then... We started going uh, to church, and the Lord started drawing me, and uh, we started going to church like every four months, and then we'd go every three months, and then we'd go every two months. And I'm telling you, I didn't even want to sit in the church. Like, all I would do is look around at all the people and be like, just hypocrites. And that's what I was thinking, hypocrites. What hypocrites, you know? They're not even hungry for God. They're checking the box. And I'm not saying that I was completely wrong. There, there was some of that. I could see it. Growing up in the church and being around that, it made me kind of tuned in to some of that stuff. But one of the things that's important is I've watched, you know, the Bible teaches us this, that it's the small foxes that ruin the vine. In other words, sometimes it's those little thoughts or those little actions that change everything. And how we give ourselves to think. And so I was sitting there, and one of the things I've watched is that the devil utilizes, the devil utilizes some specific tools and deceptions on a regular basis, and he keeps doing it because they work. They work. They work. And um, I've watched one, you've heard me say this before, I've watched there was one specific situation where uh, I, in our old building, I was literally standing there and watching this take place. And uh, a person came in the door, and they looked and saw another person standing there, and they smiled and waved, and the other person went like this, right, and turned away from them. And, uh, and then that person who just came in the door got mad, like, that is my best friend. Why did that happen? Why did that happen? And uh, what, what's their problem? Well, now the person that walked in the door, they're walking around with a problem you know, on their shoulders and all puffed up in, in anger and, and, and everything. And now the person that, that saw them, what they didn't realize was that person, they didn't look away from them. They just didn't see them. They were thinking about something they didn't even see them. But now what they see is the person that walked in the door is mad, and so now they both get mad. Over nothing. 
And the devil utilizes that stuff, and then he'll get you to meditate on it and think on it and think on it. So here's one of those things that he does. So he'll take nothing, get us to start acting on it, and then all of a sudden there's all kinds of junk, right? And what's he after? He's after the unity, because when you have unity in the body of Christ, the Lord commands the blessing. In other words, that's different from a blessing release. A blessing commanded, you can't stop. And the devil knows the word a lot of times better than Christians, so he'll be like, let me just get this body out of unity, and now the blessing can't flow. It'll, ha- it'll be restricted. And so the devil ut- utilizes little, and that's where we have to strive for the unity, learn to put down these little thoughts. And two of those thoughts that the devil utilizes all the time is, is this. One of them is, I'll go to church when I get all my stuff right. I'll go to church when I get myself cleaned up, but I don't want to go to church and be a hypocrite. Well, that would be like somebody saying, I'll go to the hospital and get healed of this you know, deadly disease you know, after I get healed. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Church is where you get your stuff right. <laughs> you know, it, I was about to say, turn to your neighbor and say, get your stuff right. But you don't have to do that. But it's, there's a lot of times that's the place where the Word of God will go to work in our lives and help us get our stuff right. We need, see, the Word tells us, the Bible tells us that this is actually food and nutrition to our spirit man. And we need to get our stuff right, but we don't get it right without the foolishness of preaching. And so, you know, to some people in the world, just me speaking and you sitting here and listening, it looks foolish to them. But yet, I could, I could ask for a show of hands and say, how, mu- how many people have had the foolishness of preaching change their lives? Do it. Look, how many have had a, what looks foolish and it's completely changed your life? Restored your family, healed you, miracles. I mean, just watched all kinds. Finances completely renewed. I, I mean, we got testimony after testimony after testimony of, of receiving the fullness of life from what the world would call foolish because God's ways are higher than our ways. And so a lot of times, you know, I see the devil utilize, well, well, I'll go to church when I get myself right. You can't get right without going into the word. It doesn't work that way. God set it up differently. But it's when we say, Lord, I yield myself to you. I need you. I've got to have you, Jesus. And we yield. And I'm going to do what you want me to do. Then all of a sudden things start to get right. Another thing that he utilizes is, I don't want to go to church because people are just so hypocritical. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's why we're here. Because all of us need help. Yeah, we all need, I need real, I need a lot of help, you know. I've acted like an idiot so many times in my life. I need help. I need help. You need help. We all need help, right? I feel like we could make a song and put it on repeat at times, you know. It's like, how many times have we known what to do and we did the wrong thing again? I've done it. We're not here Because we look like Jesus, we're here so that we can grow and disciple ourselves after him and look like him. That's why we're here. And so 
along that path, we started going to church, and we went every four months, then every three months, then every two months, and then every month. And one day we went, went to the church, and um, then uh, that day we were dating at the time, and uh, we come home from church, and we're having dinner afterwards, and uh, all of a sudden uh, Nicole starts being interested in being born again. And at the dinner table, she receives Jesus. And comes to know the Lord. And I'm going to tell you, I understood uh, the, you know, the equally yoked, two people being equally yoked better than I ever did. Because the split second she accepted Jesus as her Savior. I had a love for her I didn't have a split second before. I, I sensed the love of God in a way I had never, never sensed before. And it was amazing. But one of the things that happened during that same period of time was I ran into an old fella uh, at the church and uh, he was like, how you doing? I, I said, I'm fine. I, somehow it came up that I was not pleased with hypocrites. And he said, you know, he said, he said uh, I've found that if you let a hypocrite come between you and God, that just means that the hypocrite is closer to God than you are. And I was like, here's your knife back. Thanks a lot, you know. But I knew he was right, and, I, and, and that's not necessarily true. I could, you know, the hypocrite's not necessarily closer than I am. But what I realized was I can't allow the wrongdoing of someone else to cause me to do wrong. And he had commanded me to go and make disciples. He's commanded us to not forsake the assembling of the saints. In other words, to go to church and be a part of a body, even a part of the body that needs help. Needs help. One time, uh, and, and so I need to do that. A part of my discipline in being a disciple of Christ is to be obedient, that, to call him Lord. And I love what uh, Teddy uh, was talking about last week, and we mentioned it multiple times, like on the broadcast, a Savior requires our thanks. A Savior. We need a Savior, and we give thanks to a Savior. But many people want a Savior, but they don't want a Lord. A Lord requires obedience. Yeah. A Lord requires obedience. And so that means we put our flesh down, and we discipline our flesh and become those disciples. We become the disciples that God wants us to be. And, and we say, Lord, whatever you want us to do, we'll do. I remember one time I said, uh, we were in our old building. And, um, you know, you get done preaching. You're a young preacher. And you get done preaching. And, man, it's a fire message. And talking about discipline yourself and everything like this. And it just went awesome. You know, it was a great day. And then I step outside. And I've got these guys. And... And they didn't even walk five feet from the front door. And they lit, it, lit them up, you know, five feet from the front door. It was my, I'm the pastor now. And I'm like, mad. I'm like, what in the world is going on? You know, I didn't talk to them. I just looked at them, smiled at them, loved them. And I walked back inside and I had me a talk with God. I'm like, Lord. I said, Lord, you... I just preached this message. I want, I want them to do these great things. And, I was, and I'm like, they walk straight outside. They can't even wait 30 minutes or to get in their car before they light up smoking cigarettes. And I went, what is wrong with this? Like, this is messed up. Watch what the Lord said. The Lord said, 
Do you not want anybody to be smoking outside of your church? It was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. When you ask questions like this, there's something else going on. It's like, hold on. And then he walked me through the thought process. He said, yeah, he said, teach them not to step five feet away from the door and smoke cigarettes. I mean, at least go, go around the building. Don't like, oh, look at that church. Look, there's 10 smokers right outside the door. Great job, pastor, at making disciples. We want to go to that church, you know. Like, teach the people, you know, hey, do something else. But watch this. Here's what the Lord, the Lord wasn't concerned with that. The Lord was concerned with my heart. He said, the reason why you have people standing around the front door and smoking cigarettes is because you got new people that are brand new that haven't fixed all the stuff you've had time to fix. Do you want new people? And I was like, <laughs> yes, thank you. And I realized my heart was off on that. You know, I'm looking, I want everything to be perfect and put on this perfect. Like, Lord, give me new people. Give me people that got issues. Give me people that got problems. Lord, I'm here to serve. I, I, give me people that, that got, you know, I'm not believing for problems. Listen, I'm not believing for problems. But it, I'm not here to help people who are perfect. I'm here to help people that aren't. That's what a church is. In Ephesians 4, growing people to the fullness of the stature of Christ. And the reason that a church is there is because they don't look like Jesus yet, but we're on the way. Is there anybody on the way? Like, I don't have it all together, but we're on the way. We're heading towards him. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 13, it says this, you're looking for the type of people, and we want to be the type of people who are putting to death the deeds of the flesh. In other words, I've still got some stuff that I'm, I'm killing, I'm crucifying, but I'm actively doing it and I'm moving forward. That's what I'm looking for. People that want to say, look, I don't have it all together, but I'm moving forward in Jesus' name. Do I have anybody that'll run that race with me? Like, Lord, I'm going to move forward with you. Whether they go to boomerang or not, that's the call is, is not. And look, we're not making an excuse for staying there too long. We're not going to be like, well, I can just stay here as, you know, as long as I move forward a little bit every now and then. Well, that's the wrong kind of thinking too. No, our heart is to say, I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. And I'm doing it as fast as I can. How many people here, uh, you've run a race before? And, and you ran a race uh, just to, you know, just to lose. No. I imagine most everybody in here, if I put you in a relay race and set off the gun, every one of you would scramble with everything you got. Some of it might be ugly, but you'd scramble with everything you got to be the winner, to be the first to come across that line. Well, that's the heart that we're supposed to take with Jesus as well. I'm going after him with everything I have. Lord, I'm going after you. And I might misstep and I might stumble and fall and bloody my knees, but I'm getting up, dusting myself off, and you're going to empower me to go forward. I will discipline myself after you. I'm going to disciple myself. And a part of that discipleship is this, to make disciples and be baptized. Every person that calls Jesus Lord 
should be baptized. And when the word says be baptized, that word baptized right there literally means to overwhelm with water. That means water touches every part. Will you come here, buddy? That means water touches every part of your body. <laughs> Assume the position. Amen. <laughs> that means every part. And then one of the things I like to do is, in other words, that water is going to get in his hair. It's going to go in his ears. It's, it's not going to go in his nose because he's going to hold it. But it, that water is going to overwhelm every part. That's what baptism is, yeah. right? Every part. Thank you. And one of the things I like to ask is, you know, do you want just part of your life blessed or you want all of it blessed? All of it. So, and the reason when you see that, you remember when Jesus it talk, talks about him getting baptized in multiple gospels, it says he came up out of the water. He came up out of the water. In other words, he had been completely down in it and he came up out of the water. So we see the picture that it's a full immersion and an overwhelming of the water of God. Water and, and that water represents something. That's what we're going to quickly talk about today. But one of the things is the first thing, why do we get baptized? Jesus commands it. Jesus commands that we be, be baptized. Every person who calls Jesus Christ the Lord of their life should be baptized with an overwhelming of water. And if you haven't had that before, you can have that today. And if you're, like, let's say you're watching online or you're watching in the archives, find a way to get baptized. I love it when people come up to me and say, Pastor, I need to be baptized. I'm like, glory to God. You're disciplining yourself after what God told you. It's a part of discipleship. Amen? Another reason we get baptized is this, Mark chapter 1 and verse 9, is we're following the example of Jesus. You know, uh, Paul said this, follow me as I follow Christ. And we recognize, and what did Jesus say to all the disciples? He said, follow me, follow me, follow me. Our job as a disciple is to follow him, to do what he did. And we see that Jesus fulfilled all righteousness by being baptized. Remember when he comes to John, he says, uh, when he comes to John, he says, John the Baptist says, I need to be baptized by you. I need to be, he's like, I need to be baptized by you. And then, and, but Jesus says, no, but to fulfill all righteousness, let it be done. In other words, John, I've got to walk out the fullness of righteousness. And as a part of that, let me be baptized. This is beautiful, beautiful. Even Jesus, even though he hadn't sinned not once, this baptism, Jesus saw baptism as a fullness of the part of his righteousness. In other words, to walk righteously as a disciple of God, I need to be baptized. Mark chapter 1 and verse 9 says, One day Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, and John baptized him in the Jordan River. Amen. Last year I was in the Jordan River, and I actually got baptized in the Jordan River, and it was in uh, January, and let me tell you, it was cold. I was like, I'm repeating this again. What's up with all these cold baptisms? Like, what's the deal? And, uh, but it was awesome. It was a great experience, and I was thinking, you know, Jesus was you know, probably somewhere right in this area being baptized. Can you imagine being there that day when he gets baptized? 
I'm looking around. It's beautiful. The water's like this beautiful green color and everything. And uh, it was quite an experience. The other reason to get baptized is when we get baptized, it really demonstrates that I'm a believer. Acts chapter 8 and verse 12 says, But now the people believed Philip's message of good news concerning the kingdom of God, and they believed the name of Jesus Christ as a result of their belief. As a result of their belief, many men and women were baptized. As a result of their belief, Many people, in other words, when we choose to believe on Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the next step, the next progression is to say, I need to be baptized. I'll remind you, if, you're, if you feel the Lord drawing you today and you haven't been baptized, uh, or, and, and, and we have this happening today, somebody was baptized as a child, but now as an adult, they recognize, you know, there were things as a child I, I believed and I received Jesus. I was truly baptized. But as an adult, I, I see some things I didn't see before. And my commitment to Christ is on a different level. You know, my making him Lord and my discipling myself after him. And I feel the need to commit to the Lord fresh today. Now, that's not something you should do every year. You should really only do it, do it once as an adult. But you see that, like, it's different. We have that happening today. If you're saying, I need a fresh commitment, I'm, you know, things in my life have changed. I'm going after him from this day forward. I will never be the same. And you desire, we have that ready. So all you got to do is just let uh, George know in the back, and he'll help you get that prepared when we dismiss in a second uh, for that. So then it, it shows us in Acts 18.8. Many others in Corinth also heard Paul, became believers, and were baptized. Baptism follows that. Look at this, Acts chapter 10, verse 44 through 48. Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. This was the baptism of the Holy Ghost, not of water, but of the Holy Spirit. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Ghost had been poured out on the Gentiles too. They were like, they shouldn't even be saved. You know, y'all have never known any people like that. You're like, oh my goodness, they got, they going to church now? That can happen? Like I, my grandfather was one of those. My grandfather was such a heathen, right? When he got born again, I, yes, I said it, it's a heathen. He was a heathen and he was. When he got born again, people got saved just because he got born again. They're like, Jesus will take him? Oh, he'll take me too, you know. He can change. I can change. You know, it was, such, it was a miracle. And uh, he was so, I mean, he was moved by the Holy Ghost. He was a different man. He was a different man. He said, so the Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. Then Peter asked, can anyone object to their being baptized, talking about in water, now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? So he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. So what the Bible shows us is as soon as people are believers, they should get baptized. They should be overwhelmed with water to, as a symbol of that. And there's some other things that happen. I'm going to show you in just a second with it. And then we're going to move into the baptism. But one of the things is this. So 
They knew you can't get the baptism of the Holy Ghost without being born again. And so when they got baptized with the Holy Ghost, started speaking in other tongues, they're like, they're born again. And that's why they were shocked. They were like, these Gentiles are born again. And so as soon as they recognized that they were born again, they said, they got to get baptized. Can you see that the Bible, as that progression happens, as soon as you're born again, the first thing that the early church knew was, let's follow the command of Jesus, make disciples, and baptize them. Right? It shows that we should. It is a symbol... And this is where our heart comes in. If you're being baptized today uh, or at any time, baptism is a symbol that I am putting to death the old sinful man and I am raising up as a completely new creation. It's a marker. It's a day where everything changes. Amen. Ms. Moore, you got baptized last year. It was a marker for you, wasn't it? Amen. It blessed me to watch that. It blessed me. I've, I've thought about that multiple times. It, I mean, it's a marker. It's like, Lord, this day. How many people you want, you know, and you might not be being baptized today, but how many people will just receive this? Lord, today I receive you in a different way. And from this day, February 14, 2021, my life will never be the same. From this moment forward, it's going up in you. Jesus, you are the Lord of my life, and I give you my obedience. And I know that you're never going to ask me for anything that doesn't cause me to increase because of your great love. Today, Lord, I walk with you on a different level. See, even if you're not getting baptized today, you've already been baptized or whatever, you can have a heart change that says today things are changing. Amen. Actually, today things are changing. And watch this. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. It says, This means that anyone who belongs to Jesus Christ has become a new person. The King James says, a completely new creation. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. You can say, today, I receive my new life. Today, Lord, I receive my new life. Today, I receive it. And it shows that when we make those kinds of commitments, it shows a true and a humble and a right attitude and heart that I need towards God. See, when we think that we know it all, right, we'll, we'll sit there with God and be like, you know, I... You know, I don't need church. I don't need preaching to, you know, I don't even like this preacher anyway. <laughs> you know, we may say things like that. And I think all of us have felt something along those lines. But when we humble ourselves to the Lord and say, golly, Lord, I can't do this without you. I got to have you. You know, when I went through that period of time, that 10 years of my life without the Lord, it was miserable. And at one point in my 20s, I ended up on my knees in my apartment. And, and, I'd just been, and I just said, Lord, I can't do this without you. I'd tasted the Lord. I knew there's no way. I can't do this life without you. That day, everything changed for Brian. That day, everything changed. I got to do this your way. I got to have you, Lord. And you know what I found? I didn't find the Lord going, yeah, that's right, it took you long enough. <laughs> you know, I didn't find that. 
What I found was a loving father that was sitting there the whole time with a longing heart towards me saying, oh, yes, my son, my son. That's his heart. He's not sitting there with a lightning bolt or a big teacher's ruler, you know, waiting to pop you. You know, he's not waiting like that. He's sitting there like the prodigal son's father. He's sitting there. He saw him a long way off before he was ever ready, while he still smelled. He was looking for him. His heart longed for his child to come home. His heart was sitting there. He saw him. He didn't see him when he got to the house and had everything cleaned up. He saw him a long way off, and he accepted him even when he didn't have his stuff together. Ran to him, hugged him, kissed him, made him a part of the family, put the ring on his finger, and took his best cloak and put it on him. Well, he smelled like pigs. The, the father said, I don't care. I love him. That's our father. That's, that's Jesus. That's the work of the Holy Ghost in our lives. He loves us. And see, when we turn to him and say, Lord, I, you know, just like that prodigal son, I've sinned against you. I've not thought the right thoughts and... Maybe I'm not as bad as other people, but what difference does it make your holiness versus any sin in my life? It just looks so dirty, no matter how big the world thinks it is. It might not be murder, but compared to you, it's still wrong. Compared to you, it's still wrong. Look, Lord, I've sinned against you, and i got, I got to have you. I can't live any other way. i got to have you. i got to have you. That's what I love about baptism. It's a symbol. Lord, my heart's right towards you. I need you. I've got to have you. I've got to have you. Watch this. I love these verses. And this goes along the, this way. This is 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18 through 21. And I'm, I'm going to come up here. I love, I love this. 1 Peter 3, 18 through 21 says, For Christ also died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust so that he might bring us to God. Having put to death, in other words, Christ died for every one of us, no matter where we were or what, what it looked like. He died for all of us at that moment. And for what reason? That he might open the door to the loving Father. He made a way for us to go home, to be where we need to be. And he puts to death... Uh, in, he was having been put to death in the flesh, but he was made alive in the spirit, in which also he went and he made proclamation to the spirits now in prison, who once were disobedient when the patience of God kept waiting in the days of Noah. Now I want you to see this. The patience of God waits on us, but there is a time where we need to say, hey, today's the day. And, and, and this is something that we don't know. We don't know when that time is up for each one of us. So it's not something we should play games with. I've watched many times of stories, people that were there that were preaching. And right that day, the Lord gave an altar call and somebody walked out and didn't do it. And they didn't, they didn't wake up the next morning. We don't know when that time is. So it's not something we should not play with eternity. And I know that you might not be right. You might not have it all together, you know. You might not have That's That's why we do it. We turn to the Lord and say, Lord, I need you. i got to have you. He says this. They were, he was waiting in the days of Noah during the construction of the ark in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through the water. 
Eight persons, now hear that, they were brought safely through the water. So this flood of Noah was a symbol of this baptism. Now watch this. It says, corresponding to this, corresponding to that, baptism now saves you not from the removal of dirt from the flesh, but an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now this is what that means. Baptism saves us not because of the physical water. Baptism saves us because when we get baptized, our heart is to do this. God, I'm appealing to you. I've got to have you. I've got to have you. Lord, I've got to have you. I can't do this without you. And I know that if I appeal to you in humility of my heart and I ask you to be my Lord and Savior and I believe that God died, I know that, Lord, you will save me. You will pull me through the water. You will pull me through. I'll go into the water, a sinful man, but I'll come up alive in the Spirit and life will be different. And for all who are getting baptized today or, or desire to get baptized, make this appeal your appeal. Lord, today, this water saves me not because of the water itself, but because I recognize that without you, I was dead. But with you, you make me alive. And Lord, as I get baptized today, I'm appealing to you. I'm a, I need you. I've got to have you. I long for you in your ways. Amen? And then in Romans chapter 4 and verse 22, I want you to see this. It says, And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. When Abraham had faith, God counted him righteous. Now what does that mean, righteous? That means God said, Yeah, you know, I, I love that we did this before. Paul and Buddy, will you all come here? This is your favorite example, I know. Paul, come over here. Now see, Paul's going to be Jesus, and Buddy's going to be somebody who's not righteous. Okay? Congratulations. But you're about to get there, so glory to God. So take heart. All right. So let's say that I represent the righteousness of God, right? But Buddy, his righteousness doesn't come that high. <laughs> He needs help. He needs somebody who can make him that righteousness. Now, watch this. He says, but Abraham's faith, because of Abraham's faith, God counted him righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him. The one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, he, ha he was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life to make us right. <laughs> he was raised. In other words, we were raised to the right standing of God because Jesus died for us. 
where we couldn't get there by ourselves, Jesus helped to raise us up to the righteousness of God. And we all we did was we said, I believe he can raise me. I believe he can make me well. Amen? Amen. That's it. See, it, when we try to do things right on our own accord, it never works. Yeah. But when we say, Jesus, help me, empower me, I give myself to you, and we believe on God, he'll take what we didn't have stacked up, and he'll raise us up. Do we need to do it one more time just so you can see it? Yeah. <laughs> Look holy. Yeah. Amen. Y'all took way too much enjoyment in that. I just want you to know. It fits perfectly. It really does. I know. <laughs> Ephesians 2, 4 through 7. But God, being rich in mercy. Is God rich in mercy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because of his great love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, he made us alive. Not when we had it all together. If you go over into Romans 5, it says that we were Sinners, we were helpless. We couldn't help ourselves. We were sinners, we were helpless, and we were enemies of God. That's when Jesus died for us. See, he didn't die for us when we had it all together. He died for us when we were falling apart. But God being rich in mercy. He's rich in mercy. Because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, sinners, helpless, enemies of God, he made us alive. At that point, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. By his love, by his mercy, and raised us up and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You know, he could have just saved us and then left us. But no, he saved us and raised us up with him. Put us on his level. The Bible even says, as he is, so are we in this world. That's amazing. He didn't just save us. He raised us. He raised us up with him. With him. And seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He gave us authority. So that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches, not just riches, but riches and beyond riches, of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. See, the whole purpose of the Lord's love is to get his love and his kindness to us. That's what he's doing. Now I have a question for you. Will you come back to God now? Will you let him raise you up? 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21 says this in the New Living. It says this. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Anybody ever seen anybody in this room? They started walking as a disciple of the Lord and life just started looking different. They talk different. They act different. They think different. They don't have it all together yet, but they're acting different. We have many testimonies of that just in this room. Many more probably online. You know, we have testimonies of it. 
Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. He didn't just bring us you know, to some place that we don't know about. No, he brought us to himself. He brought us to his level, to walk it out on that level. He says, he brought us back to himself through Christ, and God has given us the task of reconciling people to him. That means God's given us the task of doing what Paul did with Buddy. Is Our task is to help other people raise up to that level. That's the task and the ministry of Christians, of churches, of believers. Is This is our task. That's what the Bible's saying right here. So now I want you to see this. If we can call ourselves Christian, but remember a Christian is one who's disciplined after the Lord. So if he's told us in command to reconcile people, bring them up as disciples, but we're not making disciples, we're not really disciplined after him. So are we a disciple? See, we're called to win souls and make disciples. That's why it's in our vision. Because I want us to become not just the pastor, a person that wins souls and make disciples, but every believer should be doing that. Our life is drawing people to Christ. And I know, I know him well enough to help other people go after him. He says he's given us the task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ. Listen to this, listen to this. I love this verse. God was the father who many people think was so mean and harsh and, and all of this stuff. The father was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Now, we're not just talking about Christians. We're talking about the whole world. People, heathens, Christians alike, you know, everybody from the worst to the best, the world. He said the Father was in Jesus bringing the whole, making a way for the whole world to come up. Not just people that would receive him. He made a way for the whole world. Watch this. Watch this. He says, no longer counting people's sins against them. In Christ, he's saying, I see your sin, but my love has done something for it. The only thing you have to do is say, Lord, I receive your love. Watch this. He said, and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. In other words, God's not mad at you. He took out that wrath on purpose on Jesus so that he'd never have to do it to you. What a love. What a love. And many people, that's another one of those little traps that the devil uses. Well, I just don't feel like God loves me. He's already said that he does. He's already made it clear because he gave Jesus when we were all messed up. When we were, when we were helpless, when we were sin, sinners, when we were enemies. That's when he sent Jesus. He's already made it clear. And that's why you have a preacher standing in front of you to make it clear again today. God's not mad at you. God's not holding that stuff against you. It's not that, that sin is good, is good. It's not. Sin causes pain in our lives. 
The Bible's clear. The wages of that sin is death. And he doesn't want death for, death for anybody. That's why he doesn't want us walking in sin. But he's not holding that stuff against you. He put that stuff on Jesus so that you could say, Lord, I turn to you and I appeal to you today. Lord, I need your help. So we are Christ's ambassadors making his appeal. He's making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead. Come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. God wants us to be made right with him. He doesn't want us walking in all that junk and all that mess. He wants us to be made right with him, and he's made a way for it. And today in baptism, it's the symbol of it. And it's the appeal to God for those being baptized to say, Lord, do what you want to do with me. Make me right with you. So right now, I got one more scripture passage to go over. But if you're getting baptized today and you need to change, you're welcome to go ahead and be dismissed and get into your baptism clothes. And if you're sitting here and you're saying, you know what, I need to be baptized today, but I hadn't planned on it. We have clothes for you. And if you would like to do that, you just go back there. The ushers will help you with that and help you get uh, ready and prepared for that. And let's look at this last passage. And, and listen, if you're sitting here and in the middle of these next few moments, in the middle of the next few moments you go, man, I need to get baptized today. I can tell it. You just go right ahead. Just, just go and they'll help you out. Let's look at Acts chapter Chapter 8 and verse 26. And I just want to read this to you. I'm not going to preach it to you. Let me just read it to you. As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, Go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under the Kandake the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and he was now returning. Seated in his carriage, he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. And the Holy Spirit said to Philip, Go over and walk along beside the carriage. Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. And Philip asked, Do you understand what you're reading? The man replied, How can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and to sit with him. The passage of scripture that he had been reading was this. He, talking about Jesus, was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb is silent before the shears, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with this scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus, or he told him, preached the gospel to him. Verse 36, as they rode along, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, look, there's some water. I want you to see this. Philip explained so much to him that he said, listen, here's the good news of Christ. That God wants you blessed. 
He doesn't want you beat up. He doesn't want the devil ruining your life. He doesn't want you waking up, you know, every Saturday morning with a booming headache and everything going wrong. He wants you in the place of blessing. He wants to increase your health. He wants to increase your finances. He wants to increase you in your soul and in your spirit. Like uh, 3 John uh, chapter 1, verse 2 says, Beloved, above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. God wants your whole life to prosper, not just one area of it, all of it. He loves you with an everlasting love. So Philip preached this to the eunuch, so much so that he said, in order to step into the family of God, you have to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the doorway to the Father. And when you receive, like Romans 10 says, that you confess with your mouth, Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. You're the director. I will follow you and be obedient from this day forward. And you believe that God raised him from the dead, Romans 10, 9 and 10. He says, then you will be saved. And then Philip apparently had told him, and when you get born again, you need to be baptized. And so the eunuch is sitting there after hearing all of this good news, and he goes, hey, there's water. And then he says this, why can't I be baptized? In other words, the eunuch said, I believe Jesus is my Lord. I'm accepted into the family. He said, there's water. What's holding me back from being baptized right now? He ordered the carriage to stop and they went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. In other words, it was a miracle, uh, what's called translation. He ceased being right there, and all of a sudden he was in an, another place. He said the eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Meanwhile, Philip found himself farther north in the town of Azotus. He preached the good news there and in every town along the way until he came to Caesarea. And what I would tell you today is this. You've heard the good news. You've heard the gospel. You know that Jesus wants to bless you no matter what. He wants to bless your life. He doesn't want you to be in a trap any more than you want to be in a trap. He doesn't want your life low any more than, any more than you want it low. Actually, he probably wants it less low than you've ever even thought of, more than we can ask or think. But in order to do it, we just have to say, Jesus, you're my Lord, and I believe on you. Today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I believe you died for me and God brought you back to life. And then as a symbol of that and a completion of that, we say, I need to be baptized to follow the example of the righteousness of Christ. And I believe that today everything changes. And so I tell you today, look, there's water and it's warm. <laughs> and it's warm. So I just want everybody to bow your heads right now. And I just want you to pray out loud with me right there. Just pray it out of your mouth. Don't pray it in your mind. Pray it out of your mouth. Just say this, Jesus, Jesus today, today I make you the Lord of my life. Today's a new day. I, you're the director. You call the shots. Everything you tell me to do, I will do. I will do. 
You're the Lord of my life. I believe that you took my sin on you. And it took you to the cross and to the grave. And I believe that God did not leave you in that place of death. But he raised you up. He raised you up out of that grave and seated you in heavenly places. But Lord, you didn't leave me there either. But you saved me and you raised me up. And today I'm raised up with you. And I receive you as the one who saved me and my Lord. And from this day forward, I will walk with you everywhere I go. And I'll do everything you command me to do. And you'll pour out your love in Jesus' name. Say, Jesus, I asked you, baptize me with the Holy Ghost and with fire so that I can walk the way you want me to. Now I just ask you to keep your head bound for just a second. And if you prayed that today, you say, you know what, I needed that today. I needed the message. I needed that prayer. And it meant something to me. I just ask that you raise your hand right now. I want to pray for you and lift you, lift you up in prayer. I see those. You prayed that today and you said, I needed to pray. Just keep them up for a second so I can see everybody. Raise them high. Amen, I see those. Glory to God. Anyone else? I needed to pray that. Amen, amen. Anyone else? I needed to pray that today. I needed a renewal. I thank you. Anyone else? Thank you, Father, for your goodness. If you're sitting there and you're saying, you know what? Today was different. I needed that, Lord. I needed your newness of life. And I need to be baptized. I've never been baptized before. Or I, I've been baptized, but it was long ago. And I, I'm making a new commitment today. If that's you and you want to be baptized, you're welcome to get up and talk to the ushers. They'll help you. And if you're ready to be baptized, I want to invite you to come on over. We're going to sing a song, and then we're going to jump in the water. Amen. Look, there's water. Hallelujah, Barrett. start. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for this day and for this time. Lord, thank you for the commitments that are being made to you today. Father, we worship you. We declare that you are good and holy. And as we sing this song today, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing. Hallelujah. Father, you are so good.
Father, we just praise you and we worship you. Thank you, Lord, for your baptism. Thank you for a bad day, Lord. What a celebration. Thank you, Father. Let's just worship him and give him glory. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for newness of life. Thank you, Father. Have them come on in if they're waiting. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for newness of life today. Lives that will never be the same. Lives that are going up, change. They'll be a witness and a testimony. They'll walk in the fullness of the Holy Ghost. Lord, they'll walk in healing and prosperity. They'll walk in deliverance and the freedom in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Amen. Now, one of the things I want you all to do is as the people are being baptized today, I want you... Uh, to agree with them. I want you praying for them. I want you lifting them up. If they cross your heart uh, from this day forward, I want you to pray, Lord, bless them. Give them strength to walk in everything you've called them to. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Did you get tissues? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I hear them coming. Huh? Again, I'll remind you if you, uh, even while we're sitting here as we're baptizing, how many people do we have to baptize? Like 20. Like 20? <laughs> Hallelujah. If you feel the need, uh, just step right out back. They'll help you and get, get you close. And uh, amen. Hello. Hello. I know. <laughs> amen. Will you tell everybody your name? Amy Presley. Amen. And what are you doing here today? What for? To become new again. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. What's God been doing in your life? Oh, um, I said if we talked about that, we'd be here for days. But <laughs> just everything. He's, family, business. He's making everything. a big change. Yes. Yeah. Amen. And people see it as well. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Well, Amy, do you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Yes. And do you believe that he died for you and God brought him back to life for you? Yes. Amen. Glory to God. Here, step right here. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Give her a hand. Now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, let her be blessed. Let her overflow with your blessings in every area of life. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, baptize her. Let her be baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost and fire to be your witness everywhere she goes. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Glory, give her a hand. I'm not going to tell you all to give her a hand every time, but I'm expecting it, okay? So you all have to do, be loud. Amen. Come. You can come back down here, Miss Amy. Hello. How are you? Here, step Fine. forward just a little bit. Me. Tell everybody your name. Kenley Honeycutt. Kenley Honeycutt. Who's uh -huh. this? 
<laughs> Who's she to you? My mother. Your mom? My mom. <laughs> Amen. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you believe he died for you? Yes. And that God brought him back to life? Yes. Amen. Step right here. You want to help me? Amen. Here, come beside. Right there. It's good. All right. You want to cross your arms? All right. In the name of of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you. <laughs> Amen. Here, hold on. In the name of Jesus, Jesus asks, just baptize her with the Holy Ghost and fire to walk and live your life from this day forward. Protect her, guide her in every way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know that that's going to work. Amy, you can stay too. <laughs> Families. Amen. We'll see if that works. Can you touch the bottom? Here, you can hold my hand. You're standing on the bottom? That's awesome. Amen. Here. Can you tell me by your name? Rowan Hartzell. Amen. <laughs> Rowan, is Jesus your Lord? Yes. He is. Do you believe that he died for you? Yes. Amen. Do you believe that God raised him back to life for you? Yes. Amen. And today you want to get baptized? Amen. What do y'all think? You think that's good? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now my mom's crying. Give her some tissues. Amen. <laughs> you want to cross? Cross your arms? And you want to hold your nose? Here, you can do that. There you go. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> here, hold her here. Blessings of God be in Jesus' name. Let her life be protected and filled with your blessings. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. That's awesome. I'm so glad your, her family got to be here today. I see more tissues. Amen. <laughs> That's a great thing. What an honor. I really wish we had that on camera. That would have been great. <laughs> Y'all missed it. Right behind this wall, Margie went, <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, so tell us your name. Marky. Marky. And have you been baptized as an adult before? Yes. Yes, but it's been a while. Yes. And why are you here today? Well, because even though I was baptized, um, the old man wasn't quite dead. <laughs> and we're going to kill it today. <laughs> the old man came up a little bit, so we're yeah. killing it again Amen. and making a public declaration that the, the old Marky is dead and Marky Amen. is now in Christ. Amen. Glory to God. Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Yes. Do you believe that he died for you and God brought him back to life for you? Yes. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, Father, right now, may every blessing be. Lord, overflow her with your Holy Ghost and fire 
that she may walk and be your witness everywhere she goes. Lord, let the words that come out of her mouth be exactly your word and your gospel, and the blessing will be. Let her words be your words everywhere she goes for the rest of her days on this earth. Let her be a witness empowered by you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Congratulations. Hallelujah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> she stepped into the water and went, oh, praise God. <laughs> like, Pastor wasn't lying. It actually is warm. Good. It's really nice. All right. So would you like to tell everybody who you are? I'm Serena. Amen. And... Buddy. That's Buddy. <laughs> you know, Buddy got righteous, and yeah. so now he's in the baptismal pool, so amen. Mm. So you had been baptized as a child, yes. and just tell them what you'd like to say. Yeah, so I was baptized when I was little, um, but especially since moving here and when God planted us here, um, he's done such a transformation in my life, and like I'm not the same person that I was a year ago, and oh. he really has made me a new creation, so uh, I knew he was leading me to do this, and I'm excited. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, and I asked Buddy to come in as your husband because I thought he would like to be a part of yeah. the baptizing. And uh, so um, I'm, I'm excited about that. So let's just have you step right here. Buddy can step over there. There you go. That's good. Now, Serena, is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Yes. Do you believe that he died for you and that God brought him back to life for you? Yes. And he raised you up with him. Yes. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, let her be blessed. Let her overflow in your goodness and your mercy. Father, show her things other people don't see. Let her have words. Let her operate by your spirit and let her be filled from this day with the Holy Ghost and fire in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Daryl. It is so helpful having you there hold that mic. Every time I've done this, my hands have been wet and everything. I really appreciate you being there. Hey, sir. Good to see you. You too. You decided today you wanted to get baptized. Yes. Amen. Amen. Tell everybody your name. Daryl Jackson. <laughs> Daryl Jackson. Amen. Amen. And so why did you decide you wanted to be baptized today? Um, well... I've learned that when I, I've been trying, like you said earlier, you know, to do right. Yeah. Um, but I'm, you know, still working on it. Yeah. As you say, but um, yeah, just uh, it's time to change. Amen. Today is going to be a celebration of that change. Amen. Yep. You believe that? Yes. Today is a marker. This day, from this day forward, it will not be the same. Amen. Amen. Daryl, is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? He is now. Amen. <laughs> Do you believe that he died for you? Yes. Do you believe that God brought him back to life for you? Yes. And he didn't leave you in that place of death, 
but it raised you up. Amen. And today as you go into the water and you're raised up, it's a marker that it'll never be the same. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Step right here. Thank you, Father. You, if you want to cross your arms, you're welcome to. Thank you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Here you go. Father, in Jesus' name, let them be blessed. Lord, baptize them in the Holy Ghost and fire in Jesus' name to be your witness and be blessed in every action of his life from this day forward. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Splish, splash. Something's happening today. There's a lot, like I'm getting my whole worship team baptized. You've been baptized before. We did that. You got the horse trough. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you're not on the worship team. I, I see your wife coming, though. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Tell everybody what your name is. Hi, my name is George. <laughs> what are you doing here today? I'm here to get baptized. The, the, the one and only time that I know of that I've been baptized was when I was a kid, and my mom did it in the bathtub, and I don't even remember it. So, Amen. It's time. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. Well, George, is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Yes, sir. Do you believe that he died for you? Yes, sir. Do you believe that God brought him back to life? Yes, sir. For you? Yes, sir. And he didn't leave you in the place of death? No. But raised you up? Yes. Amen. Thank you, Father. Here you go. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, I baptize you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, fill him with the Holy Ghost and fire to walk and live and be your witness. Thank you, Father, for your blessing on this life. Lord, and thank you. Lord, I see new things even in this year. New things opening up. New things cracking open in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your blessing overflowing in George. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Stay here with me. Hallelujah. Well, <laughs> she said, I feel like I got the ultimate parachute pants on. It's true. <laughs> Amen. Will you tell everybody your name? Hello, I'm Barrett. <laughs> and who is this guy to you? That's my husband. He's pretty awesome. <laughs> and what are you getting baptized today for? Well, I've been baptized before. I was baptized when I was like 17. But um, the Lord this morning in prayer, he, I believe he, I'll step closer, Kevin. I believe he told me, um, it's a new day. Yeah. It's a new day, yeah. not just for me, but for George and I, yeah. you know, there's been, we love the Lord. We serve him, but it's a new day. Amen. Amen. I believe that. Yeah. Amen. Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Yes, sir. Do you believe that he died for you? Yes, sir. And that he raised again for you? Yes, sir. And he didn't leave you in that place of death? No, sir. Amen. Amen. Step forward. George, you want to help me? <laughs> Assume the position. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. 
In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Father, right now, may the blessings of God be on their home. Thank you, Father. Y'all stand here. I want to stand right here. Thank you, Lord. I do declare it. A new day in Jesus' name. Their home filled with the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. Filled with the fire of God. Filled, Lord, in every good way. Lord, let them be blessed and overflow. Overflow in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing, your prosperity, your blessing in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. Amen. Congratulations. Amen. Hallelujah. Pull that this way just a touch once he steps out. There you go. Miss Hannah. <laughs> It's not cold, is it? No. <laughs> He'll hold oh, it. So He'll hold it. <laughs> Will you tell everybody your name? Hannah. Hannah. Yeah. Amen. And you just, you visited like a month ago. Mm -hmm. yeah. What's God done in that period of time? Oh, goodness. Well, he already had done so much, and I feel like he brought me here. The whole reason that I'm here is because of him. And, um, like, it's like the whole plan unfolds right before your eyes. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and uh, it's just, he's just so faithful. And yeah. it's like, how could you ever not want that? That's just, that's just <laughs> the truth, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> he's been touching your life, hasn't he? Yeah. It's been awesome to watch. We've been blessed by it, yeah, too. Amen. <laughs> Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Yes. And do you believe he died for you? Yeah. And that God brought him back to life from the dead? Yes. And do you believe that when he raised Jesus up, he raised you as well and didn't leave you in that place of death? You're in the place of life from this day forward. Amen? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, I baptize you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, let her be blessed in every way in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask you to overflow her with the Holy Ghost and fire. Lord, let her walk in your mercy and your grace. Let her words be your words and her actions be your actions. In the name of Jesus, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I see Miss Ashley coming. Had you planned on being baptized today? You know, as I was preaching, I want to tell you, as I was preaching, the I Lord... You kept saying it, so I'll do it. <laughs> the, Lord, the Lord was telling me that you were supposed to be baptized today, so hallelujah. I know, that's why you kept saying it, so I'll oh. go. <laughs> <laughs> it, if for nobody else, it was for you. <laughs> well, I mean, other people. But yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> tell everybody your name. Hey, I'm Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah. And why are you being baptized today? Well, many different reasons. I, I was, I've thought about it for years, but I was baptized as a child, and I thought, well, God doesn't make a mistake. But then today, and I got to church, and some, like during the worship, <laughs> God reminded me that when my father was terrible, 
Joanne Farrell, and God has brought me through pain, addiction, homelessness, hunger, and despair, and he has blessed my family so much that I can't give him enough. <laughs> this is all I have left to give him. I've given him everything else. And I give him everything with every breath and beat of my heart. Do you give him your life today? Every ounce of it I do. Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? He is. Do you believe he died for you? He did. And do you believe he rose again? God brought him back to life for you. I do. And do you believe he raised you up too? I do. And you're receiving that life now. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Glory to God. Here you go. Father, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Lord, let her be blessed. Let life look different. Let it overflow in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for hope. Thank you for hope and joy in the Holy Ghost. 
Let her overflow in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Congratulations. Amen. Amen. Again, I'll remind you if anybody's sitting there and you're saying, you know what, I need to make it today. You still have time. There's, we still have a little bit of a line, so you can go and get close and be baptized today. Amen. Congratulations. That's awesome. Hallelujah. Families. <laughs> Families. Hello. Hello. Tell everybody your name. I'm Charlia. Charlia. And why are you wanting to get baptized today? Well, actually, yesterday the Lord told me I was to get baptized oh, today. Amen. And I'm just, we're in a new church, a new fellowship, starting a making a brand new beginning. Yeah. So I thought it would be very fitting. Amen. Amen. Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Yes. And do you believe he died for you? Yes. And that God brought him back to life for you? Yes. And are you raised up with him now? Yes. Amen. In Jesus' name. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, let your anointing be on her, on her family. Let it overflow in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, let your spirit pour out of her into her home, into her children, into her marriage, into everything she sets her hand to in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. You can stay here with me if you like. So. And you got mascara that's not waterproof, so we'll give you a towel or something because you might want that. Yeah, hand me that. There you go. Amen. Hello. Hello. So this is Mom. Yeah. <laughs> tell everybody your name. Hannah. And tell us why you're getting baptized today. Because the Lord's really been doing a huge work in me and speaking into my life through Pastor and then Ted this week. And I'm just Amen. like, I need to renew and I need to go 100% with the Lord. Because I've been going like 80, 85, 90. It was like 100% from Amen. now on out. Hallelujah. Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Yes, sir, 100%. Amen. Do you believe that he died for you? Yes, sir. And that God brought him back to life? Yes, sir. For you? And that you are raised up with him? Yes, sir. Do you believe that? Yes, sir. Amen. Glory to God. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let your anointing be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Here, Mom, bless her with me. Thank you, Father, for your blessing and overflow in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Congratulations. You're welcome. Amen. Today is a new day. I hear that even as you're coming down the steps. Today is a new day. Amen. Do you receive it? Yes, sir. Glory to God. That's specifically, he told me to tell you that specifically. It's personal to you. This is a new day for you. 
Amen. Yes, sir. Glory to God. Tell them your name. My name's Samuel. Samuel. Who's this behind you? My mom. <laughs> is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Yes, sir. Do you believe that he died for you? Yes, sir. And that God brought him back to life for you? 100%. Amen. And do you believe that you were raised with him up to life? Yes, sir. Amen. Here you go. Thank you, Father. Here, step right here. There you go. You can turn that way. Just a little bit. There you go. You want to stand right there? You can help me if you want. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, the name above every name, we baptize you. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, glory. Lord, let your glory pour over on his life. Let your glory and your blessing overflow him that he would walk with you. Thank you, Father, for today, a new day in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Amen. Hey, sir. How are you? Does it feel good? Yes. <laughs> Tell everybody your name. Andrew. Amen. Who's this right next to you? Mom. Mom. Amen. Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Yes. Do you believe that he died for you? Yes. And do you believe that God brought him back to life? Yes. And do you believe that you are raised up with him? Yes. Amen. Here, step right here. In the name of the Father, and I'll just lean you back and then I'll lift you up, okay? In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, I baptize you. <laughs> Amen. Lord, bless them. Overflow them, Lord. From this day forward, thank you for your goodness and your mercy. In the name of Jesus, so be it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are there any more? That's the last one. Glory to God. Well, let's just praise God. We're going to worship one more song and then be dismissed. Lord, we just praise you. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, thank you for new lives today. Thank you. Just celebrate them with me. Thank you, Lord, for new lives today in Jesus' name. We praise you, we worship you, and we give you glory. Amen. Amen. Amen.